Cleek has played it into Bamford and Bamford is through as a one-on-one it's Patrick Bamford into the penalty area Bamford can win it squares it for Harrison and Jack Harrison surely has scored the winning goal for Leeds United Welcome to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Emma Jones, Matthew Lewis, Patrick Bamford and Jermaine Bedford. How are we, lads? Uh, very well. I'm just, I'm slowly getting over the weekend's uh, frivolities, but I, uh, I'm feeling much better now, thanks. I actually, I finished Ted Lasso yesterday, so I'm in a great mood, actually. That was, that was a nice little show, if anyone's seen that. Can you tell anyone that's listening that's not heard of it, without any spoilers, what's it about? Um, it's about a football club in West London, uh, in the Premier League, and they... Uh, there's a there's a messy divorce in terms of their ownership. So the wife gets ownership of the club and she brings in an American amateur American football coach to come and take over this Premier League club who doesn't know anything about football whatsoever. And it's it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's really, really funny. I think everyone would enjoy it. Does he call it football or soccer when he comes over? Because if he calls it soccer, I'm not interested. No, but that's what that's <laughs> what so many of the jokes are all about, is that he calls everything he calls everything he calls it he calls it the, the field, um, he calls it practice instead of training. Is it all these little <laughs> things that he has to try and figure out all the vocabulary? And it sounds like it's gonna be really cheap and obvious, and it's not. It's really, really great. It's fantastic. And Jason Sudeikis is uh, Ted Lasso and he's brilliant. There we go then, Matt's recommendations. Um, Do you know what? We've got another great guest on the podcast today. Robin Cox is going to join us for a chat shortly. But first, Pat and Matt, we have been inundated with people following your respective comments on the European Super League last week. And Pat... And rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. People were absolutely loving it. I think, Matt, you you know, you needed like an Oscars round of applause for that. It was unbelievable. Um, But Pat, you were quoted on Have I Got News For You. Let's have a listen to that. Patrick Manfred leads United to a very good point. He told Sky Sports, it's amazing the amount of uproar that comes into the game when money's at stake. It's a shame it's not like that with other things that go wrong at the minute, like racism and stuff like that. Is this going to change? Oh, a round of applause. Decent. A round you of applause out, as well. Patrick Bamford. <laughs> oh, look, yes, you do applaud yourself, Can I clap Patrick. myself? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You um, can. You I'll tell can. you what, lads, several people have suggested that you go into politics. You up for that? Post-career, post-acting and football. No. No. Yeah, Flat out, no. no. I'm not doing that. You don't want me doing that. Um, quite quite a few of you have also been in touch to say that they were disgusted with Pat's story of vomiting in your own mouth against Liverpool. You ruined disgusting. a few breakfasts last Thursday, Patrick. We admire your honesty. But mm. Yeah, no, I think I'd have thought they'd be proud that I was giving everything for the shirt. No, I mean, to the point where I was being sick. I'm sure they were that as well, but also put them off the breakfast. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it, it was quite telling. And I'm, I wanted to speak to Robin about this when, when he comes on, about um, the fact that you weren't even allowed to wash your mouth out because Bielsa wanted you to keep running. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... He probably would have let me if I explained to him that, look, I've just been sick. How long was it before you got to wash your, your mouth out? Oh, here we go again. The uh, end of the game. <laughs> Immediately? Or did you do all post-match, still just stinking as sick? No. Uh. Oh, wait. No, I just, yeah, I went straight into post-match. I didn't even get a drink. Oh, so the Sky reporters must have thought, flipping it, what's this guy eating? <laughs> he speaks well, but his breath stinks. <laughs> did you, um, do you have a toothbrush or Listerine or what do you do then straight after? Oh, no, I had, I had a drink when I got back in the changing room. But yeah, just rinse my mouth out of water. I didn't have... I don't have blistering wash, but I got a toothbrush, but I didn't use it. I like how this was born out of us apologising for disgusting people, and then we've just gone straight <laughs> yeah. back into it again. <laughs> but we do salute you, Patrick, because that says a lot about yes. your work rate and your effort. It um, does. 
And it's not just questions from Twitter this week because, Patrick, you've been cheating on us, haven't you? Yep. Well, share it with the group. <laughs> Tell us where you've been. Right. So I got invited to go on the Peter Crouch podcast. Ew. Yeah. Um, which obviously, it was actually quite a big deal because I like listening to that one. <laughs> oh, you actually listen to that one, do you? Oh, As right. Opposed I, to what? Yeah. I know. Did you listen to this one, Patrick? But no. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, if you asked me what we talked about, I honestly couldn't tell you because it just kind of went <laughs> off in different directions. But hopefully it'll be a decent episode. I hear you've brought a couple of questions back with you, haven't you? Let's have a listen to this. Right, guys. So I'm going back to the day job tomorrow. I uh, just wondered if you guys got any questions for them. Do you know what? Um, with Matthew Lewis, I've had a, a couple of very good nights out with him. And um, one of the things we had to do, this was before the night out, was we had to, and I can't quite remember why this was, but this was in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And me and him had to act out some Harry Potter erotica. (laughs) And I don't know if he'll remember this, but I had to be Harry Potter. But then these people stepped in and said I wasn't allowed to call myself Harry Potter. So I had to dress myself as a little wizard schoolboy with glasses <laughs> under a different name. Why and couldn't Ma- you be Harry Potter? Was it some because sort of I think, Yeah, I think they were worried about it. And then Matt Lewis uh, was, I, I think, just playing himself. And we were given a script and it was like a kind of adult Harry Potter it this is was very dark. <laughs> this is a very, very dark turn I've got, this is taken. I've got, I've got so many questions. Why, why, how, how does that happen? Like, how do you, how are you in that situation? Where you've never, I assume you've never met Matt Lewis before. Well, we'd, we'd, we'd had a quick run through uh, on the sort of broad idea just before. Um, but it was something that the BBC had asked us both to be involved in. Um, I don't think we knew too much about it. And then we had, um, you know, a lot of drinks and it was all good. And But just a very bizarre situation because he is a very accomplished actor. He's a brilliant actor, very talented guy. And I think that must be one of the worst things he's ever been involved in. <laughs> uh, I almost pride myself on it. Surprisingly, he's never brought up that story. <laughs> Has he like, not? He, he might remember more. Like, I don't remember it fully. Like, such a weird scenario. How about Jermaine Bedford, Crouchy? Have you got uh, any um, any questions you'd like to ask them? Yeah, my question for these boys is, would you rather fight one Cliff Richard-sized duck or five <laughs> duck-sized Cliff Richards in tennis guys? <laughs> In tennis clothes. So many questions, lads. So many. Matt, firstly, accomplished actor. Uh, (laughs) Can you elaborate on that story? Because it's that's just bizarre. Well, I've repressed most of it. Um, (laughs) But um, it was for it was for charity. Um, You know, just for the for the kids. You know, I don't know how much you've ever been on the internet and and researched um, some of the uh, Harry Potter. They call it uh, slash. It's that's what it's called. It's called slash fiction or something, where they take two characters. And they basically just write a smutty story about these two characters. Um, And this particular one, I believe, was between Harry and and Neville. Um, And it was apparently quite difficult to find one of these, but they found one online. And they printed it off and they they basically said to us, we want you just to act it out. And Scott Mills was narrating it and and me and Chris were going to act it out. And we were supposed to go do like a whole afternoon of rehearsal but I realised that if I read what was actually on there, 
I might jump back on the next train back to Leeds. So <laughs> I just said, look, I'm not going to do any rehearsal. I, I get the premise. I'll, I'll, I'll come on when you tell me to come on and I'll leave when you tell me to leave. And everything that happens in between, we'll just, we'll just go with it. And um, so then I proceeded to go out into Edinburgh and have a few beers. And I presume Chris did the same thing. So when we actually got out on stage, we had absolutely no idea what we were about to, oh what we were about to act out. Um, <laughs> was it the worst acting that you've ever done, Matt? Was it the worst that you've ever done? And if you've done worse, I almost don't want to know. Um, well, do you know what? It, 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 it wasn't the worst written dialogue I've ever read. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't complain from that. So the person was clearly very talented, the author, whoever, whoever they were. Um, but the point is, is that, yeah, there was a moment in which I was thinking, what has, what has it become? But you know what? Anything for charity. That's that's the crucial Matt, thing. Matt, those might be your famous last words, my sure. friend. <laughs> I think there is a limit. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, it was all right. It was fun. And everyone, apparently the city of Edinburgh were, were really enjoyed it. Because it was a live show. There was there was hundreds of people in the in the theatre watching it. It was a it was a live thing. So it was um it was it was good. You obviously did a good job because he raves about your acting. So a good job. <laughs> yeah. um, oh wow. I think it's on YouTube. Go check it out. Well, no. hey Matt, you've gone up in the world. You've moved on to the bright lights to the official All internet down. podcast. All yeah. Into, yeah, yeah. And Jermaine, how about you? Grouchy's question. Sorry. Would you rather fight one Cliff Richard sized duck or five duck sized Cliff Richards in tennis clothes? It's got to be the five duck sized Cliff Richards in tennis no, clothes. No, that's mad. It's got to be. A Cliff Richard sized duck? Are you that joking? That would be really me? intimidating, yeah, because it'd be so big. Yeah, but five little Cliff Richards, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you just pop a little box over the top of them and that's it, job done. Yeah, but the problem with the little ones, and you don't know where they are, if they escape, there's five of them you've got to find. I suppose if you've got one big Cliff Richard sized duck, you know where it is at all times, yeah. even if it is overbearing. They're all singing mistletoe and wine coming at you with tennis <laughs> yeah. rackets. I'll climb, I'll climb a load of stairs. They couldn't come up, they couldn't climb a uh, staircase. All good. Well, do you know what? We'll throw it out to you, the listener. Let us know. Would you rather fight one Cliff Richard sized duck or five duck sized Cliff Richards in tennis clubs? And why? And why? Hashtag LUFC pod. And uh, we'll read out the best of your answers next week. And just on that, Pat, your, um, the podcast, uh, yeah. Peter Crouch podcast is available now, isn't it? So uh, Leeds United yeah. fans across the world can hear you on that now as soon as they've listened to the official Leeds United podcast. Right. Should we talk about the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Enthralling watch. Pat, listen, it can't always be glitz and glamour. It can't always be high octane, high energy, high pressing excitement. What you have to realise is they turned us over at their place. Mm. We made the game so boring and so crap for them that they weren't able to, to, to get what they thought they'd be able to get with it. And looking at the games prior to that one as well, mate, it was phenomenal. If you looked at those three fixtures back to back to back yeah. in the lead up to it, I was thinking to myself, there's a good strong possibility we might only end up with four points here. <laughs> you like what I did there I'm just waiting see, for a see what you did there <laughs> yeah yeah appreciative I, I'll laugh for you Jermaine like to, to walk to walk to walk away from those three games and they're very very difficult games let's be honest with five points I think it's phenomenal I think it's a phenomenal achievement uh, achievement well, yeah it's a great achievement <laughs> achievement yeah no they're your I mean, socks mate <laughs> we did we, you look at all of April, right, we're back in September and you look at, you know, before we knew Sheffield United were going to be as terrible as they were this year, that whole, this whole month would have been, you know, the month mm. of death. Tricky. I, I wasn't sure just how many, if we get any points in April, never mind to get eight um, and mm. go un undefeated throughout the whole month. I mean, fantastic. And it's not, you know, 
the ironic thing about this is that at the start of the year, everyone was saying Leeds were naive. Oh, it doesn't matter how good you look if you lose. And now everyone's mm-hmm. saying, oh, what an ugly, boring game to watch. It's like, well, it didn't matter because we got the point and we're undefeated. We got the result. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you so, what, though, playing in it, like, I know I said in, in Thrilling Watch, like, sarcastically, like, when I was playing in it, like, you didn't think, oh, this game's like a dead match, like, it's nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. Because it felt like you had to be switched on the whole time and it was it was a slog, like it was hard work and obviously they had a couple of chances and we had a few half chances, but mm. it wasn't until after the game when my mates text me saying, oh, that was the deadest game to watch. Oh, I, geez, that. that <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'll tell you what, it was bloody hard to play it. So <laughs> it was a well-earned point. No, it's, no, it's exactly what you just said, Pat, because actually you said Leeds had a few half chances. I thought we had a lot more than just just a few half chances. You know, we, we, we could have we got a couple in the game, they could have got a couple... And where I was watching it from, I know it's a little bit different and, and because, you know, we had the pub uh, and there was quite a big turnout for the um, for the Orlando Whites this week. It felt like an old classic game against Man United. And I know that people will say that it was, you know, Carragher described it as awful and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Like, honestly, because we were getting stuck in. Um, there were moments in the game we, were, we could see how hard we were all working. Um, no, no one losing their concentration and they were getting frustrated and it was ex- it was genuinely coming towards the end of the game we were all genuinely like enthralled and really into it and I wonder if it's, a, it's just a difference between between atmosphere yeah, maybe if I watched it on my own I might have thought it wasn't particularly great but watching it with all those Leeds fans screaming at the referee it was it was it was alright mate I enjoyed it <laughs> and let's be honest Pat you take nil nil over 6-2 so yeah I'm going to be honest it was a good result like it, it was, I mean, you can say, as you said, say what you like about it being boring and stuff, but to come through that, those three games, not losing any of them yeah. like that, that's a big thing. That's a, that should give the squad confidence, I think, to kind of push on. And not to mention with the injuries we've got that we've talked about, you know, Rafinha and Rodrigo. I mean, that that is effectively the team that won the championship with the exception of maybe Llorente starting. But mm. these squads that we've just played against and as you say unbeaten against are worth millions multi multi millions some of them squads worth a billion like these are champions league, these are super league teams that were just like not letting us not in beaters here I mean this is uh, this is not to be sniffed at I think I'm so proud of what, what you've all achieved over this April the, the month that everyone says off right leads off here if they're in a relegation battle at this point they're in trouble mm-hmm. and we're now in ninth and you know what, as well, um, Patrick, at the start of the season, there was a lot of chat about Leeds United and a lot of pundits saying, you know, how are they going to get on in the Premier League with this style of play? You know, they, they can't, they're going to, with results and stuff, they can't maintain that. But actually, I think that game against Man United, I don't know how you feel about it, but it kind of shows how Marcelo Bielsa, his understanding of the Premier League and how he can adapt and, and develop depending on who you're facing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we set out with the same the same idea as in to press and kind of win the ball back high and try and attack that way. Um, It's sometimes difficult against the top, top players. Like the pressing is very hard to get it nailed on. If you don't get it perfect, then they just break through. So I think what we did a lot better that game was, especially in the middle, the kind of rotation between me, Tyler and Stewie, rather than, a centre-back stepping out or a midfielder just having like yeah. a free run through the whole the whole pitch. It was almost like we were all on a pivot, so we kind of covered each other, which was, it was hard work, but it worked a lot better because there were no gaps that they barely, I don't think they actually undid us once. 
it was mainly through set pieces and stuff. Do you know what? And I, I was no, I noticed that as well because I was watching the three of you were taking out the four, um, the two centre halves and the two guys that were playing yeah. holding midfield. So if you've got three pay, uh, players that are able to do the job of four players, it frees up one other player somewhere else on the field, which is what we did really, really well. I, I was, I was impressed with that work rate again is is second to none. It was phenomenal. Well done. When. When you're working that hard, Pat, and you know that it's a simple case of that if it's one lapse in concentration and these players are good enough to, you know, one touch, skip through, and you've got to be on it constantly. Um, and obviously you were running so much. When a game is that bitty and it's being like, and I feel like some players are looking for, for fouls and some of them are just falling over and all the rest of it. How frustrating is that for you as a player um, when when you're you're playing so hard and 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 you're trying you, you know you're doing everything and 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 the free kicks after free kicks how frustrating is that? It's frustrating, but I'm going to be honest. In the in the huddle before the game, I spoke to Calvin and I, can't, I think it was Stewie, and I just said to them like, if they start getting a rhythm about them, just break it up, right. destroy their rhythm. So right. Like whilst the referees, some of the decisions were soft. Like there's no two ways about it. But like it was also part of a thing to if they couldn't get any momentum, and they were frustrating. They were like, who almost as if like who are these players kicking us? Like we're Man right. United. Like that sometimes that works, and we don't do that sometimes, or we don't do it when we need to. I think so. It's an but it's something kind of that a lesson. lot of teams have done to us this yeah. season. So that's interesting. I I enjoyed. The huddle and like we had we had Billy on last week. <laughs> we had Bill on last week, and all I could hear was the first couple of words coming out of his mouth. And as soon as he finished and he broke away, he just started wetting himself. And the camera stayed on him as well while he was running off laughing. I couldn't help but feel like he said something stupid. Eh? <laughs> so he's come back into the huddle and. Like he said last week on the pod, that how he's got it planned in his head, how it's going to go. And so he's got everyone in the huddle and his first few words were um, something along the lines of, we're not just doing it for the fans, we're doing it for us as well. Let's show them what we're made of. And then he went to say something else. There was obviously a few swear words within that first bit, but he went to say something else. Something else and all of a sudden it was like, his tongue just hit a barrier and he couldn't say it. <laughs> and then instead oh, of trying to no. say it, it was just like, sod it, let's go. And then everyone just kind of <laughs> ran out laughing. It's like, <laughs> That's all the motivation you need, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was That's funny. Great. Everyone burst out from the hood with smiles and laughing. Like, the other team must have thought, oh, what the hell were they doing? <laughs> That's great. That's great, isn't it? I love it's that. It's quite intimidating, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you're, you're lining up against 11 players and you lot are all serious stony faced looking around at each other saying right come on let's get into these lot today no messing around let's get the job done and these lot are in a huddle and they all break out and they're like hey that was brilliant yeah yeah that was fantastic <laughs> I'll be thinking what the heck is going on here it'll take your mind off the game for a moment yeah <laughs> it would distract you and um, Patrick what was the feeling like after that game <sighs> I think everyone had a fair few kicks and bruises um, especially Calvin I, I, it's not often like on the pitch that you sometimes I think it's when you watch the game back you recognise how well certain players have played like with attacking players it's easier because obviously if they're dribbling like as a winger or scoring goals mm. and assisting like I could tell Calv was just he was everywhere so I mm. could see how much he was putting into it and how much like 
what a difference he was making. He was he had so many kicks and bruises in the change room. He was knackered. In fact, all the boys were just sat there like kind of happy to take a rest, sit down, get a breath. And just they just thought it was a, a well-earned point. And mm. it was one of them where it was a, one of the performances that we know we didn't play our best style of football, but it was like, it was satisfying the way yeah. that we'd, we'd come out of the game. Calvin was phenomenal as well. Yeah, Marked Fernandez out of the game. Yeah. So Patrick, I mean, great results consecutively against three of the uh, top six. So it's yeah. Brighton at the weekend. Fantastic fe- achievements. How are you feeling about that game? How long have you been saying on that one? That's the achievement. I've been waiting about five minutes to try and check it in, but someone kept talking. Like, <laughs> um, what were you saying? Brighton at the weekend? Yes. <laughs> um, wait, what was the question? About him? <laughs> How are you feeling about it? I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I think <laughs> the fact that um, Ben's obviously back there as well, that kind of makes it a little bit more interesting as well. Have you spoken to Ben? Yeah, to be fair, WhatsApped him a little bit. Um, he's enjoying it back there. I mean, I think it's because it's where he's from and stuff. He's back with his family and friends and that. But obviously, oh, once you get on the pitch, there's yeah. no friends. Yeah, I was thinking that, that if he'd if have stayed at Leeds he'd have probably got in the England squad he'd be in the England squad definitely so, so mm. one of them but yeah it'd be, it'd be a good match and they're actually I'm surprised they're well really struggling for the relegation because they actually they play good football yeah. they've got good players so it'd be a good good game um, Pat are you saving these goals for any time in particular or are you <laughs> a couple soon <laughs> Do you know what? I'd just I'd love to have a shot at the minute. Don't mind the goal. I'd love to have a shot. <laughs> I'm watching you as well. The thing is, you're getting in the right areas as well. Yeah, but it's, it's just not coming for uh, for some reason. I thought Bill mm. said he was going to hook you up. Yeah, I know. But to be fair, with the, the especially with the United game, like there was po- last 15 minutes, there was points where we were getting forward, and I was na- I couldn't even make the box. I was just like thinking. Mm. Just, Save my energy because I'm going to have to defend in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you weren't sick in your mouth in that game though, were you, Patrick? No, no, I wasn't sick in my mouth. Didn't work hard enough then, did you? <laughs> Shame on you. Um, right, lads, I can see that Robin Cock is in the official Leeds United podcast waiting room, so should we let him in? Yes. Yes, good idea. Thanks, thanks, Patrick. Very formal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Robin. Hi, nice to meet you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you join us. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, thank you. I hope my translator is in here. I'll translate. You speak German and I, tell me what you think of Jermaine in German and I'll translate it <laughs> word for word. <laughs> How are you, Robin? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. Your English sounds like it's going to be pretty good. Have you, have you um, been all right talking to all the rest of the players? Does anyone speak German in the squad? Yeah, um, two players. So Matthias Klisch and Jan Jalioski speaks perfectly German so for me oh, wow. to speak with them yeah and I'm I'm learning a bit English every day so yeah it's getting better it's getting better Robin do you learn the most English do you learn more English when you're just playing and going about your day or do you learn from actually being taught it yeah so at the moment it's hard to go out for dinner or meet some people in the city so for me um, I would say I'll learn more English with um, in the training. So when I talk to all of our players and the stuff, so at the moment, this is the only, the only thing 
Um, and of course, the Leeds podcast now, where I can... Um, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. That was a nice touch. You know, when I get a coffee now, and a, this, is my, yeah, this is my new place to be, to... Yeah, to get my English skills a bit better. Oh, God, don't, don't learn English from us. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's Pat's German like? Pat's German? Is it yeah, good? No, yeah. so uh, I think I didn't hear one word, one German word from him. Until now, but, um, <laughs> Look yeah, at his face. So my translator is hopefully ready. I am. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. so nervous. Yeah. I wouldn't trust him, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, how have you found Leeds as a whole since being here? How's it? What's it been like getting embedded into life here? It's, you've obviously here under weird circumstances. Yeah, so my first weeks here, when I arrived, um, the restaurants were open, coffees, and so it was really nice to see. I, I lived in a hotel this time, and um, yeah, some friends come over for a couple of days and nearly I think my first two months I lived in a hotel and yeah was nearly every day a friend over here so it was good to yeah, go to a restaurant and um, see some places some nice places here around so I like the city very much but of course at the moment it's better but um, the last month for me um, even with my injury was a lot of time at home and um, yeah I couldn't go out for for dinner or for lunch so um, hopefully, maybe next season, um, yeah, we can go out with some boys and um, get a dinner and um, yeah, maybe a small party. That's what he cares about. Just a party. No, no, no. I'm sure Pat will show me some nice places around here. But no, I like I like the city yeah. and um, yeah. So of course, last month when everything were closed, um, yeah, I wasn't able to see as many new places, but. Um, yeah, so the first weeks, I really like the city. How have you managed to keep your spirits up um, mentally? Um, you obviously, you got injured relatively early on. Um, and I think a lot of people would probably not have expected to even see you for the rest of the season. But you've been able to come back the last few weeks and play some fantastic roles in some some great results. Um When you've been in lockdown and not been able to go anywhere, see anyone, how have you managed to just keep keep so upbeat and been able to come back as strong as you have? Yeah, of course, it was um, not an easy time for me um, when you're new to a new country and um, yeah, then with the lockdown and um, at this time it was not um, possible to get some friends or my family over or maybe in normal times I can go home for one or two weeks and do some physio stuff at the beginning there because at the beginning you can only do treatment, a little bit of movement from the knee. But um, all this wasn't possible at the moment. Um, so I had always the um, yeah the day when I'm back in training, back in the games, in my mind. So um, yeah, this was my my target to to come back as fast as possible to um, yeah work every day till I'm back. And um, yeah, with the with the focus of my comeback was not easy for me. But um, I think this is the best way to to get over this time. Uh, Robin, we'll talk about that more in a minute. But what what did you know about Leeds before you came here? What had you been told? I knew the club, but um, from the city, uh, I didn't know. Maybe it's a city with fifty thousand people or with one million, so I couldn't say, yeah, what's the city about. But um, 
of course I get some information and um, the club you know from for example my dad he knows Leeds United of course and told me about the club then I saw the um, Amazon Prime documentary so this was a big part of information for me and um, yeah it was nice to see all the players the spirit of the team and um, also the connection with the fans so I get a really good view behind the scenes with the Amazon Prime um, documentary and of course then you start um, talking to some players I speak with um, Matthäus Klich because I played with him in Germany and um, yeah then you get more news and um, yeah so at the beginning I wasn't or I hadn't a lot of information but um, yeah after time I get more and more and really good information about the club and the city. Has anyone explained to you what it's going to be like when the fans get back into Ellen Road? Um, have they given you an idea of that? Yeah, of course. They say it's crazy, but um, I think you have to see it by yourself. So I can't wait for um, yeah, playing in front of all the fans here, the full stadium. And um, in my first weeks, also when you walk to the city and so many people come to you and yeah, it's nice to have you here. And um, I thought, how many fans are here in the city so I get, the, I get a feeling of what a big part that fans play in this club and I think um, yeah it's even more when you when you play in the stadium of course with all the fans Patrick how would you describe the packed out Ellen Road to Robin <sighs> you, well when it's exactly loud exactly that yeah when it's loud you can't hear a thing like the one that always sticks out for me is remember when we played I think we beat West Brom 4-1 in the first season under Marcelo and Pablo scored after like, was it a minute or something? And it was just mad. Like, I couldn't even hear the person 10 yards away from me. <laughs> so, yeah, it can be crazy. Is it going to be nice when um, you can pretend that, that Marcelo shouting run is being drowned out? And yeah. you're like, I can't hear you, Gaffer. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. I that might be one of the things I'm looking forward to most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for our wingers, honestly. Yeah, they're going to get it so badly, honestly. Um, what have you noticed about the, the biggest differences between the Premier League and the Bundesliga? Um, yeah, I think the Premier League is a bit faster. So it's more from box to box. And um, in Germany, it's more about ball possession and controlling the game. And um, yeah, he is more, more physical and um, yeah, it's faster. So I think... High tempo. Yeah, small tempo in the game. Yeah. And obviously, you've come in under Marcelo Bielsa. What was that like? Yeah, of course, special. So um, I think my first training, so first time I saw him in um, real life because it wasn't possible to come over because of all the COVID rules before. And um, my first training, it starts in the... COVID so Sorry. Uh, That's all right. It's a 500 pound fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Marcelo Bielsa wasn't out um, at the training at this time, so it was warm up. So it starts directly, and then um, we, we did some drills and training stuff. And I think after a half an hour, so he was on the pitch, half an hour later, he comes to me and say, Yeah, welcome. So this was the first word he said to me and um, yeah, the only word in this training. So it was special from the beginning and um, yeah, needs the time you get used to the training. Even my first murder ball was, I think, on my second ball here. What was that? I, like? I thought, oh, what the f*** I'm doing here? <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Germany. But uh... can you translate that, please? <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything there. <laughs> he summed it up perfectly. I think that's what most people think when they first experience Marcelo yeah. Bielsa's murder ball, oh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not even still. Sometimes I wanted to ask you because. Um, you know, I'm I'm my job as the fan here, and I know that these these pros um, like to be diplomatic about things that happen in the game. Um, whereas Quite I can diplomatic. be a bit I can be a bit less so. <laughs> um, so you know, you're playing against Liverpool on opening day, and there's this frankly ridiculous handball decision that they've now since changed the ruling on that. Have you are you able to just let that go, or does that frustrate you that that your your debut for Leeds you've you've had a decision like that which was frankly ridiculous against you, or are you able to just go no nope, that's done forget about it? Yeah, of course it's done now. But um, yeah, when you so during my injury I watched a lot of game at home, of course because I um, couldn't walk at the beginning, and then you see some different uh, some situations like this and it's no penalty because they change rules and um, they are, of course then you think oh, okay. Better change it half a year before, then everything's fine. But now nah, it's done. Um, yeah. So of course, when you see the similar situations, you think about it. But um, yeah, I'm not sing- sitting here every day and think, oh, this day in Liverpool. Because <laughs> I still do that. I still think about <laughs> I it every say. day. Rules changed now, so everything is fine. Huh? <laughs> um, Robin, how have you found playing for Leeds in general? Have you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed being a part of the squad? Yes. So I have to say, since my first um, games, so I was in love with the style of football we play because we um, yeah, always go to attack. And um, even when I'm a defender, I love to yeah play this offensive game. And um, so, yeah, from first games, I love to play for the squad. And, you know, we speak to Patrick a lot about what his aspirations are um, individually. Do you have any targets for you personally or f- f- for you and your teammates collectively? Yeah, so for me personally, um, yeah, I didn't win a title at the moment. So I think it's for me personally and, of course, for the for the whole squad. And, um, yeah, I think maybe Patrick has to score some more goals. What do you have? Fourteen. you're right. Fourteen. Yeah. I need. I think we need a few more to get that title. Maybe double up this next season, and then we're on a good way. Yeah. And then we're close. <laughs> would it be? Um, would you, is it um, certainly a goal for Leeds United? You know, to get into Europe. But what would that mean for you to get into Europe and to be playing potentially against some Bundesliga clubs, teams you used to play against when you were at Freiburg? Is that is that a bit of a, a dream to do that with Leeds? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, with the title, of course, you want to win title. But um, I think we played a really good um, first season for Leeds back in the Premier League. And yeah, for next season or even for this season, it's a goal to yeah to get a Europe place. And for me, it's, of course, special when you play against um, teams from Germany and, you know, the all the players um, from national team or from, yeah, playing my years in Germany and um, yeah, would be, would be a dream to play um, international with, with Leeds against German clubs. Robin, are there certain elements of Germany that you miss since being here? Definitely not the bread, right? The bread in Germany bread. is terrible. Isn't Why? It? What's wrong with the bread? It's, it's like, it's really hard. 
I've never had yeah, bro, bread in For Germany. sure, you had bread from four days ago. Stale <laughs> 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 bread. It might have been. It was when I was on one of those exchange things nah, at nah, school. Bread is, bread is terrible. <laughs> like most, most German food has bread in it. It's like... Yeah, a staple part, part isn't it? it? Yeah. Well, I must have had a bad experience, but I'm not a fan of German bread. <laughs> this is brilliant. When we play international next um, year and we play against German club in Germany... I'll show you the bread is good. Okay. Yeah, uh, um, so of course okay. I miss my I miss my family and my friends from from Germany. I think that's uh that's the biggest part um or the biggest difference. So at my old club in Germany, I was able to um drive home in three hours to see my family and um all my friends. It wouldn't be a big problem a normal time without COVID, so they can fly over, but now um, it's a little bit harder to see them. So I think this is the the biggest thing or the, yeah. Robin, whereabouts are you from in Germany? You know, Kaiserslautern. Yeah. 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 I was born there. They used to be one of my favorite football teams on FIFA. Back in 1982. Yeah, back in old time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a part of me that wants to get up and walk up. <laughs> Even in a second language, he's rinsing him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, Robin, that, um, that your dad, when you spoke about Leeds United, obviously your dad knew about Leeds United and told you about them. Um, he was a footballer too. How much of an influence has he had on you? When I was a kid, so I was every day on the on the pitch and play with my friends in, in the streets. But he was never like, um, he never pushed me into football. Sometimes I think, um, so my parents, also my mother, um, wish that I don't become a footballer. So at the beginning, because they know the business and they know it's quite hard to get a footballer. So they always say, yeah, uh, concentrate on school and um, yeah, do the stuff. And after that, of course, you can play football. But yeah, I come home as a kid and say, yeah, I don't have homework. I'll go out, play with some friends. And they say, no, no, we know you have homework. Do the homework. <laughs> and everything out. So um, yeah, my, my dad and also so, so my mother never pushed me into football. They always um, say, yeah, school is first and second thing is football. But of course, now they, they are proud that I make made this way um and yeah they love to to watch the games and i think they're they're really happy when they can see me live in the stadium here in leeds and and patrick obviously you know like robin mentioned earlier he's not had much of a a chance to sort of immerse himself into the culture here um but mm. we can where are you going to take him what are you going to do depends what he wants to experience really doesn't it clear some rabbit corpses or something that'd be fun yeah. to show him <laughs> Yeah, if if you want to come clear some dead animals, Robin, plenty at my house. <laughs> Go on, Pat. I want to know where you're going out because I've not I've not been out in Leeds for some time. So where where, um, where are we all going yeah. when I get over there and we're allowed out? Where are you, where you taking I mean, me and Robin? I think you should start the peacock personally. Absolutely. You've, Where's that? What's that? Patrick, are you being serious? You'd probably drive past it every Saturday. Literally, it's you the know the pub closest to Ellen Road, like literally across the road. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's called the peacock. Yeah. Is it? So I think Pat is maybe the wrong person to show me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and Matt will show you around, Robin. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. I'll take you out. <laughs> Robin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you join us on the official Leeds United podcast. We also can't wait for you to hear a packed out Ellen Road screaming your name. Thank you very much. Thank you. No Thanks, Thanks, mate. See you, See you later. Bye. 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 Bye
Right, looking ahead to next week's podcast, in the last few days you'll have seen it's been announced that Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry will be the first inductees to the Premier League Hall of Fame. And it got us thinking, if you, the fans, were to nominate a Leeds United player of the Premier League era to put forward for the Premier League Hall of Fame, who would you choose? Let us know using the hashtag LUFCpods and we'll discuss which players you think should be in the mix on next week's pod. You up for that, lads? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Well, it sounds great. Thank you very much again to Robin for joining us. Thank you to you for tuning in. Patrick, best of luck against Brighton. Lads, have a good week. Matt and Jermaine, uh, keep all of your questions, reviews and comments coming in and we'll be back next week. See you then.